Welcome to Victory Fellowship's online podcast library. We hope that you enjoy this message today. You know, so I, I mentioned earlier, I've been, the last few weeks, I've been looking again at the miracles of Jesus. And, and as, as I do that, it's, I, I, love to, I, I love to read those stories. And, and if you read those stories and if you reach out to the Lord and, and allow his presence to come and renew you and make them new again, it's as, if the, it's as if the pages come alive. It's like you're watching a video and he steps, he steps into, the, into your room. And um, I want to read just this. We're not, I'm not going to take a long time. I just want to share about one of, one of his miracles this morning and then pray for you. It's in John chapter 5, one of my favorite stories, the miracle of, uh, that, that Jesus um, performed on the lame man at the pool of Bethesda. And um, it, says, it says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, I guess it doesn't really say, but it's, it's, um, it's, it's understood by most Bible people, Bible scholars. They believe that this particular feast that they're talking about was the Passover celebration, which was the, pa- the Passover celebration was all about, about lambs. If you remember the first Passover celebration, it's when um, um, the Jews were coming out of the land of Egypt being, beginning their journey to Israel to fulfill God's promise in their life. And, and the Lord told them that first night, before you go, I want you to each gather your families in your home, and I want you to take a lamb without spot or blemish, and I want you to offer that lamb as a sacrifice and put the blood of the lamb on the doorposts of your house. And I want you to roast that lamb and eat that lamb that night. Beautiful picture of Christ, the Lamb of God, slain before the foundations of the world. Slain as our sacrifice and, 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 and also our food, our nourishment for our, for our daily existence. And that's what that was about. And that's the feast that they were celebrating when they were at the, the, this place. They were in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. Now, this particular pool was said to be the very pool on the temple courts where they would actually prepare and cleanse the, the lambs for the slaughter. Thousands of them. Thousands and thousands for years of lambs were slain day after day after day in the temple as a picture, as a, as a foreshadowing of the great day that was, was going to come when, when the Messiah would come and, and he would become the Lamb of God. The great prophecy that John the prophet, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And there they were at this very, this very pool, and this was where they washed these lambs. And it was, it was a, a, right there, the, and before their eyes, they were, they were seeing the gospel lived out. These lambs were, were there for sacrifice, and they were being washed in this pool of water. So it says, it was the sheep gate, a pool which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. Now, Bethesda has, has two different meanings. It has a meaning which means the house of grace or mercy, and it also means the house of outpouring or flowing waters. So this, in this pool, we see this, we see the mercy of God. We see the, the lamb slain from the foundations of the world. The lambs being washed in this pool. And we see the, the flowing of the waters in this, in this pool. And it says that, that, that there was, in, in these porches, in these five porches, lay a great multitude. Everyone say great multitudes. 
So there was a great multitude of sick people. Blind, lame, and paralyzed were laying there beside this pool. It was kind of like in the old days of Charity Hospital. If you go up to Charity Hospital before Katrina, you could go into any one of the halls and it would be lined with people laying in beds, every kind of sickness, every kind of injury, every kind of misery and heartbreak you'd find in the halls and in the wards of Charity Hospital. It was a place of healing, but it was a place of misery. It's a place of suffering. And that's what you had here. The, the suffering people of, of Israel would come in hoping against hope that they would find a miracle in the pool of Bethesda. And, and the reason why, it says, for, for an angel went down at certain times into the pool and stirred up the water that whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease that he had. There was rumors of people that had been healed in this very pool. From time to time, the waters would be stirred, and, and the first one, it was said that the first one that would go into these waters would receive their miracle. So they were hoping against hope. There was, there was no way that they could have a life. There was lepers. There was people that were blind. They were paralyzed. They were all sorts of cripples and people without hope, laying there, waiting, waiting to be the one that could step in and get their healing. Now, there was a certain man that was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he had already been in that condition a long time. And he said to him, do you want to be made well? And the sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me into the, into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately this man was made well, and he took up his bed and walked, and that day was the Sabbath day. Now this guy was, was standing there waiting for the waters to be, he was laying there paralyzed, waiting for the waters to be troubled, and wh who walks up but the very Lamb of God himself. This guy had no idea who Jesus was, but, but Jesus walked up to him. This one anointed with the power of God. This one with revelation in his heart, power in his hands, and love coming out of his face, speaking into this man's life. This man who was laying there, hope against hope, no chance of ever being made well, hoping that one day he would happen to get into these miracle waters before everyone else. You know, every time I, I think of this, this story, my mind goes back to the summer, August of 1995. August of 1995, we had a three-week revival. It was, this was really a pivotal week. You know, God had touched us in 1994, but, but decisions were being made in 1995. What kind of decisions were being made? If we were going to embrace this as a congregation, as a lifestyle. Oh yeah, this, it, brought, it brought division and it brought blessing. We had people so mad at me after the three-week revival of August of 1995. But God was setting something in place that week. Something that still continues to this day. You know, you know I remember the very last night of that revival. I think of that night, and it was, it was a prophetic night. It was a night of, of, we had no idea the implications of what were taking place that night, but we put a swimming pool for the first time on the platform. 
1995, August of 1995. And, and that night, the last night of the revival, we, we had a water baptism. We baptized over 700 people in that tank in water baptism in August of 1995. But this was, this, was, this was different from any baptism that I'd ever seen before. There were people that are new converts getting in there, but they were just plain nominal lukewarm Christians that wanted to repent and get right with God. They were climbing into that baptismal tank. And there were literally, we had ushers lined up on the outside, hoisting people out that would have drowned if they weren't taken out of the pools. They were floating around that pool. And we had Visqueen all over the platform. And they were, there was hundreds of flopping fish flopping all over this platform. It was an incredible night of visitation, a night like no other night, different from any night that I've ever seen before. It was very unusual, it was very powerful, but just like other things, other miracles that Jesus did. He turned water into wine, yeah, a miracle took place, but it was prophetic. He fed the multitudes, multiplying the fish and the bread, yeah, it was a miracle that took place, but it was prophetic. That night it was supernatural as God had this incredible baptism and, and fish flopping all over our platform. Oh yeah, it was incredible and it was life-changing, but it was prophetic. God was prophesying our future as a congregation. And I believe that night the Lord was establishing us in this church. And he was saying from this point, this place will be sort of a, a pool. It's like a swimming pool. This place is like going to the swimming pool. And you come into the building and you're stepping into the pool of God's presence. We could, we could call this church, we could call this church Bethesda because that's what it is. It's the house of mercy. It's the house of outpouring. It's the place of visitation. It's the place where lives are changed. If they'll open their hearts, if they'll open their hearts. Jesus asked this man a question that, he was, that he's asking each one of us and when we come into this place. It sounds like a stupid question, but Jesus himself asked it. He looked into this man's life and he asked him. He'd been paralyzed 38 years and he asked him, do you want to be made whole? And it's the same question he's asking each one of us as we step into this, this pool, of con this congregational pool, this place as we come together and the glory of God comes and visits us week after week and month after month and year after year. He's asking you, will you be made whole? Will your marriage be made whole? Will your body be made whole? Will your ministry be made whole? Will your life be made whole? Will you step into these pools of water and allow me to do my miracle work? Will you allow me to do my amazing work? Will you allow me to do my unusual work? A work that some people may not understand. It might be criticism and ridicule and persecution. But will you step into my, my waters and allow me? You know, these people that were receiving these miracles, they got their miracles, but they were also put out of the synagogues. They were put out. They weren't allowed to go to their churches anymore. They were put out because their life became a testimony of the power of Jesus Christ. You might be put out of relationships and friendships. People might mock and ridicule you, but you know, it's, I, I'm speaking out of 40 years of experience. I've been criticized for a long, long time, but you know what? I don't care. 
I don't care. You know why? Because I'm tasting, I'm tasting something so precious. Oh no, this is not about successful church building. It's not about building a program that works. It's about a person. It's about a redeemer. It's about a holy one. It's about the presence of God visiting our lives and changing us. So laying by this prophetic pool that day, it reminds me of of what happened at this church every week. This is like, these pews are like the porticos filled with miserable creatures. All of us. I'm included in that, in that number. All of us with issues. All of us with problems. And all of us in need of his healing touch in our lives. And in this particular, John described the people laying there. He he named three of the categories that were laying there. He said there was blind people there, there was lame people there, and there were paralyzed people there. Every one of us are born in a state of blindness. Every one of us are born in a state of blindness, and when the touch of God comes, there's a a miracle that begins to happen, which is a continual miracle that will continue to happen as you press into God the rest of your life. It's not a perfect miracle where there's complete sight at the very beginning, but it begins to take place. It's kind of like the miracle of the man that Jesus spit on his eyes. And he said, can you see now? And he said, well, I see men like, like trees walking. And he touched his eyes again, and then his eyesight began to clear up. It's a, a gradual miracle of spiritual vision that begins to take place in our lives as we step into the healing pools of the waters of God. The miracle begins as we begin to have our eyes open and we begin to see ourselves as sinners in need of a Savior. We recognize he, we, our eyes are open and we, we begin to see for the first time that, that it's not everybody else that's the problem, that we're the problem. The problem's been following me around all my life and I am the problem. It's not the government. It's not my parents. It's not that other race. It's not the man down the street or my next door neighbor or my boss or the man. It's me. I'm the problem. I'm the one that needs forgiveness and I'm the one that needs to change it's the opening of our eyes we can't see it because we're blind and he opens our eyes and we see ourselves as sinners in need of a savior and then he opens our eyes and we see the the greatness of this incredible savior we see his his incredible mercy how he's loved us when we were unlovely and he loves us and loves us and loves us our eyes are open to the power of his blood and his arms wide open calling us in do you want to be made whole come in and drink of my love and receive my mercy and my forgiveness our eyes are open to his greatness And then our eyes are open to his mighty, mighty plans that he has in the earth. We begin to see it. We begin to see it in a a moment of time. We begin to see the, the sovereign plan of God. We begin to see history from God's perspective. Instead of blaming everybody for the problems in the world, we see them as opportunities for the kingdom of God to be established. Like Joseph, instead of complaining and criticizing about being in prison or being under the Pharaoh's bondage, he began to see himself as a, as a tool in the hand of God. He began to see God's sovereign ways. His eyes were open to God's master plan. Your eyes begin to be open to, to God's master plan for your life. You begin to see, well, my life is not an accident. 
My life is not only not an accident, it's not incidental, it's not unimportant or insignificant, that my life matters, the testimony of Christ in me is significant and it's important. And you begin to see the plan of God for your life as it relates to the body of Christ. You begin to see God's plan for the church and that God has a plan for a church. In our case, he has a plan for victory fellowship. Your eyes are open and you begin to see it. Not that it's perfect. You see it perfect in its imperfections. You see it perfect in its imperfections. You see man in his frailty, man in his mistakes, but the hand of God working in us. Oh, my friends, I've been pastor here for 34 years when it first started, and I can testify to you, God has a plan for this church. God has a plan for you in relationship to this church. He has a place for you to serve, a place for you to be healed, a place for you to be ministered to, a place for you to be discipled, and a place for you to pour out your gifts and abuse mightily for the work of God. It may be in beyond the grave. It may be in the homeless ministry. It may be in the prison ministry. It may be in a cell group. It may be in the children's ministry or in the youth. Or it may be as a missionary or as a church planner, as a worship leader. But God has a plan for you. Open my eyes, God. Help me to see. I don't want to be blind. And then we see the, the paralyzed, prophetic paralyzed people. Lame people. Maybe there's some lame people sitting in the pews here this morning. Maybe your life is lame. Everything about you is just lame. All that means is you can't operate properly. You know, you know what a, a good husband's supposed to be. You know, but you don't have the ability in yourself to be that good husband. You know what a mom's supposed to look like, but you don't have the, the ability in yourself to be that good mom. You, you know what a, 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 an employer's supposed to be like, but you find yourself more like Pharaoh than a, than a gracious employer. And you're, you know what an employee's supposed to look like, but you, instead you're, you're some kind of guy laying on somebody's leg, a slacker, rather than a, a hard worker helping the company go forwards. You know what you're supposed to live like, but you just can't, you're, you're lame. Step into the pools. Step in every time the, the worship begins in this church, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, or cell group, or whatever. Step into the worship and begin to drink. Get into the pool and let the healing waters flow over you. Let him begin to heal your lameness. Let him begin to wash over you in forgiveness and empowerment. So he begins to strengthen you and empower you with the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord begins to overflow. The, 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 the fountain, the fountain of all of our actions, the fountain of all of your actions as a husband, all your good deeds and all your ability to work, work and walk as a Christian in this work, it all flows out of the joy of the Lord. This experience with God, it bubbles out of you and changed lifestyle. You begin to live differently. You begin to talk differently. You begin to look differently. You are differently because there's a different person inside of you. Oh, yeah. And also, there was in this, this portico, there was paralyzed people. Paralyzed. Many times paralysis comes from an accident. Something happens. Your, your spinal cord is injured and you're paralyzed. Either partial paralysis or total paralysis. 
and you're no longer, you're, you're paralyzed, you've been traumatized, something hits you and hits you hard, you're blindsided, it was unexpected. It might have been an, an unexpected divorce, adultery, and a divorce came and you were blindsided. Or maybe it came in the form of, a, of a, a, an accident that took place or, or bad news. You heard ba- a bad report from the doctor and you were blindsided and you were paralyzed with fear. Maybe it came when you, when you lost your job or maybe it came when you lost your house or maybe it came when Katrina came or maybe it came when your kids rebelled or maybe it came when, when your ministry didn't, didn't pan out the way you thought it was and you were blindsided, you were hit and you were hit hard and you're standing there just stunned, unable to work or f- perform anymore. That's like this guy, he was laying there for 38 years. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't fix himself. But there was someone there that was looking into his life that could fix anything. He is, he is, he's the creator of all things. Is anything too hard for our gods? Is there any problem too big for our gods? One moment in his presence and everything changes. I'm telling you, you step into the waters and you'll begin to experience the healing powers of Almighty God. He'll heal your body. He'll heal your mind. Your paralysis will begin to loose its grip from off your life. You'll no longer be afraid. No longer afraid of cancer. No longer afraid of the divorce. No longer afraid of being kicked out of your house. No longer afraid of failure because Christ is in you. And there's a hope and there's a plan. And there's a sovereign plan that he's going to perform in your life. Step into his presence. Step into his presence. It's going to be okay. You know, I've, I've come to the conclusion that for Christians, you know, this, is, this thing, this works both ways. For Christians, the worst news can actually become the best of all news. What do I mean by that? Well, what's, you know, some of the worst news you could get is you've got a disease that can't be cured and you're going to die in a couple weeks. Well, two things could happen. You could get healed and God would be glorified and be awesome. The testimony of Jesus. Or you could die and you would be happified. <laughs> totally stoked and not disappointed. You know, Pastor Howard sent me a text message this morning congratulating us, you know, 40 years. He said, and then he says, are you ready for 40 more years? And I said, maybe not. <laughs> not in this body, at least. <laughs> I think I have another place that I can serve part of that time that would be better. Now, whatever, you know, that, you, that might sound stupid or weird to you, but taste and see. Taste and see the goodness of God. Oh, to depart and be with the Lord is better for us. To depart and be with the Lord is the best thing that could ever happen. But to stay here and to serve the Lord, it honors God, it glorifies God, and God will be lifted up. So step into that that pool. Step into the pool. So as we finish this morning, I want want you to just think about this with me. This man that was the the center of this story had an incurable condition, impossible to be fixed. Maybe there's someone here today that's thinking that their, their circumstance is just beyond help. 
beyond the ability for God. Maybe you've been just blindsided and you've been messed up for a long, long, long time. You've got nothing to lose. Step in. Step into the pool. Oh, you might not even see the pool, but it's here. I could just, just if, if nothing else, just go on my words. I've, 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 I've seen this pool touching people's lives for a long, long time. Just step in. Rise and be healed. If you're sick, rise and be healed. If you're lonely, rise and be healed. If you're confused, rise and be healed. Today, act like the Bible's true. Act like the words of Jesus are true. Whether it looks like it to you or feels like it to you, act like it's true. Rise and be healed. Step into the prayer lines. Step into the opportunity to worship and press into God. And watch and see what God can do. You might be pleasantly surprised. By the end of the day, you might find yourself singing with the angels. Singing with the angels in this life. Yeah, God's trouble in the waters. Step into the waters of the Holy Ghost. Thanks for listening. Check out our website at victoryfellowship.net for service times and locations.